Tabula Rasta, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello. My name is Allie. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode 14 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us in Tabula Rasa, bitches. Your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. In this episode, we will be discussing season two, episode 14, Innocence. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this point, but we will discuss this episode, spoilers and all. The judge is recovering his full powers and Spike's impatient to get with the killing. Angel and Buffy did the deed and Angel ran outside his apartment in pain. It turns out the sex was so good that the curse that put his soul in place was broken. Angel rises from the ground as Angelus, and his first act is to kill his first human victim in over 100 years. The gang continues their research of the judge, and the news is not good. When his full power returns, the judge can kill with a glance. Angelus saunters into Spike's lair, where the judge attempts to kill him, but deems him clean, affirming the loss of his soul. Spike and Drew are overjoyed and decide to unleash the judge. And Jealous persuades them to give him one night to ruin Buffy first. Willow is distraught to see Xander and Cordy kissing, but Xander does come up with a plan to kill the judge. And Jealous has snuck back to the school, and just as he attempts to kill Willow and strike a devastating blow to Buffy, Jenny appears and warns Willow of who Angel has become. Or shall we say what? Mm. Uh, the gang puts together Jenny's past and shuns her for misleading them. The judge attacks them all, but Buffy kills him with a rocket launcher that Xander acquired with his army knowledge from Halloween. Buffy and Angelus have their first showdown, and when Angelus mocks Buffy for not being able to kill him, she delivers a swift kick to the nards and says, Give me time. This summary, adapt- summary adapted by Buffy Guy. I love this episode. This is, I think, one of the most iconic killings of any big bad in any episode. Hardcore. I mean, if there were nothing other than that one moment at the mall, it would be an incredible episode. But it also has lots of great epi- um, great moments. Some of them are not, you know, like emotionally happy or great, but like it's really good for character development. And it's just a it's a really strong episode. And my first note of the episode is I know I shouldn't be psyched for Angel to go bad, but I am psyched to see Angelus. <laughs> his, um, I, I don't know if I had missed it before, but his vamp face seems extra scary. Maybe it's the acting. I don't know if his eyes are different, but I noticed they were really yellow and they are, uh, yeah, we got our, I, I, I think, I think we got our, we got a bad guy for season two. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as much as it sort of seems like it's Drew and Spike, let's be honest. Yeah, Buffy's it's, got them handled, right? Yeah, yeah, she's been handling them for a while. Like, didn't really see. And, like, it kind of seems like the judge is going to be the big bad. But, like, nope. By the end of this episode, he is not a problem. Nope. Not after he meets a rocket launcher. Um, yeah. But, you know, now that you bring it up about, like, him seeming extra scary with his vamp face, we haven't seen his vamp face in quite some time. I mean, there were some times, like season one especially, where, you know, he would put on his game face to fight. But if you think about how we've been seeing him throughout the season, it's him seeing Buffy at the bronze or 
he and Buffy making out at the cemetery and stuff. We actually haven't seen his vamp face in quite some time. Or if he did vamp out, it was like during a fight and we weren't getting like close in seeing his scary yellow eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They have that moment at the school where he has Xander and he's trying to trick Spike. But that's like in the dark. And and that was like the second or third episode of the season. We're now at 14. Yeah. So that was yeah. at least, even if it was episode four, I was still 10 episodes ago. Yeah, that is a long time ago. Wow, it has been a while. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah, I hadn't put it together until you said it. And I was like, well, actually, it just it's very stark contrast because we haven't seen it. Um, so in the opening scene where the judge is kneeling down on the factory and Spike's all irritated that he's taking his time, it's really interesting <laughs> to me how Drusilla, she, she get she does one of those mystical things where she seems to know what's going on. She has a freak out and it's almost like she's mirroring Angel's pain and then, yeah. and then she gets happy and starts laughing and it's like, I mean, oh. I think. I think it might be exactly that's exactly what's happening because she I mean, already she has her sixth sense or whatever her powers are, um, but she also then has a bond of Angel Mm -hmm. or with Angel. Mm -hmm. So I think between those two, I think she is like in his head experiencing the pain and then her relief and subsequent excitement is the same as like. I'm sure when he stands up, I'm sure that's coincides with her or that smile that she gets on her face. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, yeah. the pain is gone. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, no. Uh, I wrote down a spike quote. What's interesting to me is that preparing looks a great lot like sitting on your ass. When do we destroy the world already? <laughs> so true, Spike. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Spike. Yeah, you brought this dude back to life, basically, and he's right. just sitting there. Just sitting there. Spike is about action. I like it. So my next note is, so Angel is he's in the alley, and then there's a woman who sees that this guy's in pain. She's noble, noble intentions, but hon, why are you alone in a dark alley? Come on. Maybe just go ahead and call 911. Like, if you think, right. if you think that, this dude would, is like having yeah. a seizure or something on the ground. And it's or, like, or I would call to him from where I was. Yeah. Like I wouldn't approach. I would sort of be like, you you okay over there? Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Let's not no. talk to strangers. Like, yeah. yeah. And if it like kind of, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just me being a woman, me living in 2022, I don't help strangers. I want to be that magnanimous person who stops for a car on the side of the road or whatever, but I'm very aware that I'm a five foot two woman. And you like, help strangers in your own way. You support <laughs> your friends' merch and all that kind of stuff. Just because you don't go I to do, a passed I out do. stranger in the back alley doesn't mean yes. you don't help strangers. You help. I'm a guardian of liberty with the ACLU. I donate to uh, Planned the Parenthood. The ACLU? That sounds like a great organization. It is. Have you heard of it? I I am familiar with <laughs> the American Civil Liberties Union, especially the South Carolina affiliate. I hear really? they do really good stuff. I've heard that too. The fun fact about the lady in the who and Angelus Angelus. Mm-hmm. How do you? Put, I, which, I've heard it both ways. Who and Angelus? Whatever evil dude kills um, is the is a the a stunt devil of Buffy's. 
from seasons one to four. Oh, cool. Yeah. My guess would be that's just she has the one. That would be my guess. Probably just these until, yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. And maybe it's not that same, not that way with all shows because maybe there are different stunt capabilities. But I would think for this show where it's all strictly fighting, I would think she only has the one. But don't quote me on that. Something that's cool is after he bites her, he smokes, he exhales her smoke that she oh, had yeah. inhaled. I noticed that. So, I didn't know what I thought of it. Very detailed. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like an interesting detail and I thought it was a cool moment. I'm not letting myself think too hard about like the mechanics of it, but I don't know. It was just like a really cool moment. We also see Angel smoking later in this episode, which is just like easy, co- the same way that like a leather jacket shows you as like a rebel or like a bad dude. Like it is really funny and almost in almost a cliche of, oh, he's gone bad. So he's oh, smoking. He's Ooh. smoking. He must be evil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think sorry, I don't think people who sorry. smoke are evil. I just think it probably is it. You're right. The... It's more a dumb bitch move than an evil move. Oh my right. god! I <laughs> I don't care. At me, write to me. I don't care. Prove me wrong. If you can prove me wrong that smoking in 2022 is not a dumb bitch move. I will apologize. I just think it's a little more nuanced. I think I. <laughs> But don't smoke, kids. If you don't smoke, don't start. Bad idea. Bad idea. So he turns around. He smokes out of her neck. Pain's gone. He's all vamp face. And I wrote down, oh, no, what's happened to Angel? But, uh, you know, obviously, I'm not actually surprised. Um, I wish I could remember what it was like to feel that surprise. Yeah. And, like, to not know exactly what's going on and what happened. Yeah, first-time viewers, let us know. Have you managed to stay spoiler-free somehow? If you That's have, true, yeah. What yes. was your reaction? D- did Jordan let you know any of her reactions? I think Jordan knew. Oh, sorry. I think she had, like, known sorry. from, like, the internet that something was going to happen at the some The way that point, we not but... so subtly talked around it? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, you're a gem, love you. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy you're going to hear this way late, but yeah, you are. <laughs> think back to that day. And I'm sure you had a good one because today I wished you happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> so I think we're at the point where Buffy sneaks back into her house, right? Yeah. I still hate this outfit. I hate it too. I yeah. Hate I don't like it. it. The, tan like, on the giraffe tan. pants are like, I'm not a fan. Uh, but then also her sweater set is like essentially skin tone. Yeah. In um, the like the exact same color as the cami or whatever underneath. Well, that was a common that was a, a common nineties thing. The sweater set. You would have a tank top and a cardigan that would That was match. the same color? That was the same color. They would match. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Sometimes okay. you'd even have a matching skirt. Um it was kind of like almost like a, a skirt suit or a pantsuit type thing, but just like one notch more casual. Oh, interesting. I have not seen that trend come back. Yeah, and it, it, pay attention to anyone you see cast as, like, a mom. She's wearing, like, khakis and a sweater set. Yeah, you're right. Joyce, mm-hmm. that is a Joyce thing. It's a Joyce thing. It's a mom thing. And, like, yeah. anything that's just, like, here's an easy cue that she is a mid-40s mom. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so Buffy goes up the steps and her mom stops her and her mom's, like, how was how was Willow's and was it fun? And Buffy's like, uh, 
oh yeah like Bubby's forgotten and she's like she has this funny quote she says you know Willow she's a fun machine (laughs) (laughs) you know what I bet she is she does seem like a load of fun Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's it's so interesting this like it's clear what they're sort of trying to show this whole like people can tell that she you had, had sex, sex. <gasps> yeah you look different today right i like to think that it's more buffy is clearly upset and her mom is reading that and buffy is projecting and like can she see can 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 she tell did you know is there something but i think joyce is picking up on like this is a mood that she's coming home in because you and me both know there isn't some magical force that comes over you the first time you have sex. You know, Absolutely like, not. If anything, I would argue it, most of the time, it's probably the opposite. <laughs> it takes a few tries. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially if you're like, I don't know. I found all, I found out all sorts of stuff that I should have done for that first time after the fact. And people are like, oh, well, why didn't you do this? I was like, how would it was my first time how would i know that i should have been doing that yeah it was it was just a bad time yeah yeah i think there i think it is a a like trope in media or like just for sure society that it's gonna be this yeah. or that like oh you're glowing not... like, oh. yeah like mm. yeah they yeah, say not... they say the same about pregnancy mm, we'll see i have they... hormonal acne i'm not gonna be glowing <laughs> They, you will be. Stop it. They will. <laughs> they revisit this, like I, the, like they kind of this conversation at the end of the episode, and I like it a lot more how they do it there than I do here. But, but yeah, are you talking about go, the scene in the car? Oh, that I do love that. I oh, love to. Um, or, or you just mean the uh, Joyce and and Buffy? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they do. They do have a nice moment as well. Um. um so, are we at school? We are at school. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, everyone's understandably really worried. Buffy and Angel missed their check-in last night after obviously big things have been going down, dealing with the judge. Understandably, everyone is scared. Um, Xander is going all macho and like, well, then we're just going to, we're going to take the fight to them and like, we're going to do stuff. And (laughs) Cordelia says, and do what besides be afraid and die? Yeah. Good smart gal. That's why, that's why you survive. Cordelia's uh, <laughs> piercing logic. Yes, uh, but of course Xander and Willow uh, are are not to be deterred. Uh, but and Willow says like, yeah, you're right. You people are all well. I'm upset and I can't think of a mean word right now. But that's what you are. I wrote down that quote too because I've been there so many times where so I'm just upset times. and I just can't. I'm like, not long. Yeah, yeah. End absolutely. up just growling. Right, that is like such a true human moment because you know the vast majority of people do not have the clever, perfect response crafted. That is why we love television because it's like if your superpower was having a witty retort. Um, so I just, yeah, I really like that. If only, um, (laughs) but just as Xander and Willow give everybody the middle finger and go to leave, Buffy walks in, so that's good news. Buffy is alive and well. And in a much cuter outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gotten better. 
she tells like a bit of a lie that she doesn't know where Angel was because they were running through the sewers and they split up. Buffy's worried. Um, And she talks about how she kicked the judge and it it like made her sick. Like he's getting his power is getting stronger. Yeah, like I that that was just from me kicking him for an instant. Like I can't even imagine if he found a hand on me. An interesting comment she adds to the uh, conversation. She says, also, not the prettiest man in town. <laughs> um, that's what you wanted to contribute. <laughs> like, no stats on like his height, maybe approximate weight or something like that. The like, fact that he's wearing armor might be good to know. Armor yeah. or the fact that like it was clear. I mean, and they already knew that it was drew and spike resurrecting this dude but like there were other people like it was this whole party thing like i don't know i just felt like that's what you added interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah relevance yeah (sighs) um so i think giles says okay i'll research and he sends everybody else off to class and um uh, outside Willow and Buffy are talking and Buffy says like she really needs to talk to the angel and she's worried and then she goes up the steps and Jenny appears really cryptically around the corner. Jenny being super sus. She's being weird here. Yeah, she's making it weird. Yeah, and I know we're still all supposed to be like on the fence of, you know, whose side is she on? What do we know? What does she know? Um, but yeah, clearly she's uh, being a nosy rosy. A nosy rosy. I like that. Because I, I use that term a lot because I'm a nosy rosy. I always like to know things. I don't I'm a nosy rosy too. <laughs> I don't like to spread gossip, but I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know about it and I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved and I'm not going to propagate. But if I can just like listen and like third party enjoyment. We'll take in the information. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. So I think we're back at the lair. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> Drew is splayed out on the table. She's talking about she can see the stars. And uh, being a total buzzkill, Spike says, you can't see the stars, love. That's the ceiling. Really, dude. It's Drew. Pick your battles. Right. Right. That's the weirdest thing you've heard Drusilla say, that yeah, she can like, see the stars. What uh, What good is contradicting her going to do, bud? Come on. <laughs> what, a, what a weird time to pick to, like, affirm her reality right oh that's funny um so this is when angel saunters in that was a good word choice from you thank you it felt felt very appropriate it is exactly what he does kind of saunters in all cockily Mm -hmm. judges there he tries to burn him and he can't says this one's clean this one's clean yeah and then um angel has this one where he looks into the camera with just a shit eating grin and i'm like you're still beautiful but i want to punch you in the face right now totally like you've gone from swoony heartthrob to like 80s movie villain and both are hot but very different very different speaking of very different how does spike not just like immediately know it's angelus i mean it's all Mm -hmm. over his face it's I. It just seems he seems so starkly different head to toe. Even the way he's just delivering his lines, yeah, it's like pretty clear. I don't know, right? Because he gives this. He gives this whole clearly. He's he's doing like a bait and switch or you know kind of thing where he's like, as long as scum like you roam the earth, I'll never give up. And it's like, 
just, and he's also just being super wordy and super talkative. That is not Angel at all. He is succinct, if nothing else. He is economic with words. So, yeah, I just, and I feel like Drew saw this coming. So she just like letting it play out. So Drew does, she gets into this sexual thing with the two of them. Like she starts, she, she's like saying, oh, this, my head is ringing, whatever. And, um, and she, she, at one point she growls at Angel and then she looks at Spike and she says, we'll play. And Mm -hmm. Drew, he, your buddy Spike there stood by you. I don't. It's almost like you're a soulless vampire or something, but I don't love this. (laughs) It's almost like as soon as you got better and everything was doing great for you, you decided to ditch your man who stood beside you. Don't love that. It's a pretty cunty move there. Yeah, Drew implies a lot about all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like the dynamic between she and Angel, like she and Spike, like I, they did stuff. For sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think the three of them together did things. Well, and I would, all, I would, I would venture to say like the four of them once Darla was in, because Darla was in the mix. Oh yeah, we've for talked about time. this before. Yeah, they're oh, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. orgies. We know they had. Absolutely. There's just no way they didn't. Yeah. I just and I've said and I think I said this before and I've said it about a lot of different other situations, but like you do not live for several hundred years and stay heterosexual. I just don't buy it. Yeah, I, I wonder, don't. do you stay do you stay alive for hundreds of years and stay monogamous either? Uh, I would really, the really same find person? that difficult. Hundreds of years, yeah. I love to think that there's you know one of those like cosmic bond type things, but like there's even if you stayed a primary, that you'd start swinging at yeah, the yeah. very least. Yeah, yeah. If not, it's having, not a bad thing. Yeah, right. Even we, if not, we celebrate having like polyamory. A, yeah, right. Exactly. Even well, maybe even not like polyamory, but just doing like sex club stuff and like still like they're not other parts of their relationship, but you are technically having sex with other people. Like there's yeah, just yeah. no way. There's yeah. no way you get bored. People get bored in the like seventy years that they have with a person. Like there's just no conceivable way. Speculating about their sex lives is one of my favorite things to do. This is a I'm very, very confident fun in all of these things. Rabbit but... hole. No, it. I. I think. Yeah, we're totally on the same page. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun to think about, and um, I'm just thinking about now. But I'm. I would bet there's some pretty good fanfic out there, listeners. If you know good oh. sites for some well-written fanfic, uh, send send them my way. The foresome fanfic. Fanfic of. For, yeah hell yeah there's no way it doesn't exist i just have oh, to yeah, find it has something to exist out there yeah a thousand percent there was yeah never mind i'm not going to say anything else um <laughs> we are um starting to imagine what you were gonna see, say yeah we'll i'll tell you uh we'll you can tell yeah. me off mic <laughs> um we're starting to see that um angelus is super psycho too oh heck yeah and and specifically vindictive yeah he is yeah he says he says she made me feel like a human being that's not the kind of thing you just forgive right oh dude right like he's not the weird thing is he's not just like absent of human feeling or remorse that kind of thing he actively is evil yeah like just uh, because he doesn't just want 
to kill the Slayer. He wants to ruin her. I mean, same thing he did with Drusilla. Like, he didn't just want to turn her. He drove her crazy on purpose, knowing full well what he was doing. Right. Yeah, which is scary. Mm, Maybe that's... It's interesting to think about why Angelus can't be burned by the judge, but Spike and Drusilla, in theory, could. Because Spike also tortured people. Yeah, but I would venture a guess it was never like Angel did. Also, I feel I feel like maybe Angel tortured people. I think Spike killed people. Yeah, they have the whole thing. That's why he's called Spike, the railroad spikes. Oh, that's right. You did say that. But I, feel I don't know. Like I just I just feel like Angel toyed with people a lot more. Like I don't think. There's I think something if, more sadistic if, about yeah, Angel. Yeah, I think yeah. if you measured the worst thing Spike did, I think it would still pale in comparison to the yeah. worst thing Angelus ever did. I agree with you. That makes sense to me. And maybe and maybe that was sort of a young vamps game because he seems a lot more to the point now. Spike. Mm. Mm-hmm. And just, again, doting on Drusilla. Um, so, yeah, I I don't see any kind of that softness ever in angelus no. no matter how many hundreds of years he was alive no and he would when, never have the softness when angelus starts being nice to you like he's nice to willow later on it's not good bad right. things are gonna happen right exactly yeah a great quote from drusilla in this while they're all like giddy that angelus is back she says we're going to destroy the world what to come <laughs> Oh, Drusilla, you are kind of cute in your own way. Oh, she's super cute. (laughs) Psycho, Um, for sure, but she's cute. So I think we're back at the library. Mm -hmm. Um, Willow is talking on the phone to Buffy. (laughs) Buffy's nervous. Willow's trying to calm her down. I think I know what you're laughing about. Oh, she's she's like, well, I don't know what. I'm not (laughs) in on the plan. (laughs) She's like, I'm sure he has a plan. Well, I but I don't I don't know it. I'm not in on it. I don't know it. <laughs> uh, um Xander and Cordelia are there. Um Cordelia kind of confuses me here. So Xander and Cordelia are talking. Cord- Xander says, sorry, I snapped at you. Cordelia says, Oh, I'm reeling from that. And then and so she's kind of being sarcastic. And then she says something like, You'd never die for me, referencing yeah, the fact that Xander was that, about I, to go. I wrote that down. You'd never so, die for me. And he says, I might die from you. Does that get me any points? <laughs> and then and then they decide uh, Cordelia doesn't want to make up, but she does want to kiss. Fair. So they make out. So we're we're seeing here clearly Cordelia has feelings for Xander. Hundred percent. She is absolutely kidding herself. Um, we talked about this in la- in last episode that I think she's making some real world calculations. They're kind of cold, but they are true. She knows her social life, everything she at 17 holds dear, near and dear to her heart is ruined. She mm-hmm. loses everything mm-hmm. if she starts dating Xander Harris. Mm-hmm. How justified that is, different question, but like she knows that. So she knows every bit what she is sacrificing if they go public. But at the same time, she's clearly into him. She's clearly falling for him. She's cares about him at the very least, even if it's not trending towards like love or anything as strong as that. But she so she clearly feels feels some jealousy because it's true. I mean, 
I think it's actually 100% fair for her to be jealous and concerned over mm-hmm. over Xander's feelings for Buffy. Because... Mm, I, I agree mean, how, wholeheartedly. What, what yeah. is he? What is he gonna say that could contradict that? What I'm not waiting for Buffy. I'm not secretly hoping that she and Angel go down in flames, and she like turns and is finally notices me. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. He is still very clearly in love with Buffy, and right. yeah, Cordelia's like, shit. You were literally about to go on a suicide mission for her. What the right. hell, man? Right. I mean, and that's so true. I mean, he even, he makes a joke about it because he can't say the honest thing. There's no way he would die for Cordelia. He would get maimed, maybe trying to save her. But would he go die, like knowingly lay his life on the line for her? Yeah, I don't think he would, yeah. Not in a heartbeat the way he would for Buffy. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hmm. So yeah, I get, I get her dilemma. It's not entirely, entirely being fair to him because on the surface, he has not done anything. To, I mean, because he would also do the same run into fire for Willow. So, yeah, I think he would, yeah. So as far as, like, has he done anything wrong? No, but I get her concern. Absolutely. Hmm, well. Because also she's the one who refuses to make it anything official. So if he did go and do something, you have no legs to stand on, hon. Yeah, because you wouldn't even go on a date with him to the party. Man, the, this is kind of a complicated, more complicated than if you really dig in enough. This, oh, uh, yeah. man, There's... messy, messy, messy. Oh, super messy. It only gets more messy when. Especially in about two seconds. When Willow sees them. and Oh, my God. Oh, it's like a stake through the heart. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't. I don't like Willow's reaction here. I know that's a hot take, but I interesting. I don't, I don't think she reacts appropriately. Yeah, tell me more. I so okay. I so she she freaks out. Sandra says, "I was gonna tell you," and she says, "Gee, what stopped you? Could it be shame?" Like nice one. Uh, I think that's a nice. But one. like, come on. Like, okay. So I don't. I don't. Um, love this outburst from her when because it's not really anybody else's business who anybody else is dating, but except it, it, she... for your best friend, your best mm-hmm. friend in the whole wide world, mm-hmm. who you've shared everything with since you were toddlers. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have also freaked out, but. I don't think like I don't no, think I, like no, think shaming someone... somebody is the way to go when where I start to get on her side a little bit more is when she says it just means that you'd rather be with someone you hate than be with me so clearly yeah. but like maybe we could have started with that rather than saying he should feel shame for making out with the pretty girl I don't know if she was saying he should feel shame but calling him out on clearly being ashamed because clearly that's why he was hiding it. If he thought she was going to celebrate with him, he would have told her. And she does bring this excellent point that like, yes, it was childish that they like made a, I I hate Cordelia club, you know, that sure never actually met or made buttons or anything, but still like (laughs) when you fantasize enough that you like give people roles in your fake club of like treasurer and president and stuff like that, like, that is some deep-seated animosity. And if I saw you making out with someone who had verbally abused us for years, who made like made our lives not 
I wouldn't say hell. She wasn't that big of a bully, but like who just went against everything that we held near and dear as like our friendship, as people, as just like the kind of persons we want to be around. Like, and then I saw you hiding a relationship. I would have words, even if I weren't also secretly, not so secretly in love with you. Okay, so if you swap out Cordelia with him making out with some guy, and then I don't then... think I don't think she would have the same reaction. <laughs> I mean, if it is it okay, does she find him making out with Larry? That I would be. I'm not ashamed that it's a. I'm not pissed that it's a guy. I'm pissed at which guy. Well, you don't get to be pissed about who I'm engaging with. That that's I, that's that's a conversation between A and B, and you can see your way out of it. I used to hate when my parents would tell me that. But <laughs> your parents said that to you, not like fellow oh, yeah. teenagers. Oh no, no, my parents would. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Melissa did a few times too. Isn't that rude, Melissa? If you're that's listening, rude as I remember hell. those times. It's one thing <laughs> when it comes from a peer. When it comes from an adult, that's diff- that's sassy on another level. No, I disagree. Well, I disagree. Um, it she continues to act poorly about it later on, and I have more of really? a problem. Really, because I where... think la- I think later on she does a great place at be at establishing a boundary and being honest about her feelings and not just like brushing them over. She says you have gross emotional problems. You can't say that to that's you can't say that to somebody. I'm because you really surprised you're defending Xander. Making out with somebody. Yeah. Not just anybody, though. I don't know. Cordia, like, y'all, and she, she's, and, like, been with you And Willow you references you've, uh... that, like, she knew something was going on, which means it's been going, and we know it's been going on for, what, months? And we know that they've been hiding it poorly, too. We've been like, why aren't you, why don't you notice they're being so right. obvious well, about it? Well, and clearly she did. She's like, I knew you guys were fighting too much. That's so not natural. And I was like, well, that's true. They were snapping mm. each other's heads off because they were hiding. I am. Mm, I think. I think. I think I'm dug into this one. I'm like you. I. I, I don't it, appreciate. I, it. Maybe you're. Maybe you're just a more generous person overall than I am. Mm. I'm not. You. I'm not a very forgiving person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just not. That's I, not I, true like, about you, by the way. But we can is, still feel totally differently about is this. When I have lines and like you cross them or like I you cross what I put in my book as like a certain way of acting that like people should do. Like I am not very forgiving. I'm very much like you should have done better. If you didn't want me to yell at you, you shouldn't have done something that I should yell out about. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You don't write people off though. Like you would no. I think that you would have handled this situation complete. I think that you would have been very thoughtful in this situation and you still, there is still a way to be like, Hey, just so you know, I just, I just discovered you hooking up with somebody who made your life hell for a long time, but also my life hell. And this hurts me and I need some space from you. I don't think that you would say you have gross emotional problems. Okay. Yes. That one sentence that happens in the next scene. Okay. That's not a great thing that she said, but especially this first one, I still think Willow's justified. And I still say rock on, girl. <laughs> I will. I I will say rock on, girl. I don't have to. That maybe that can be our common ground. We both 
in general feel about Willow Rock on Girl. Yeah, absolutely. And also, as we had just said about like totally understanding when you're like, it's a high tense moment, but you just can't find like the right thing to say. I think she perfectly sums up the situation and her hurt when she mm. says the, the no, it just means you'd rather be with someone you hate than be with me. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a beautiful, beautiful sentence. That says everything. Yeah. 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 You didn't say a whole lot of words there, but there's a whole lot of meaning. Absolutely. 100%. Because we've also talked about this. Like, there's no way Xander just didn't know. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Right. I mean, he may have just, like, chosen not to acknowledge it because it's like, well, I'm not interested in dating her, but I we're still best friends. So what's the point of bringing it up? Totally fair. Get that. But, like, it's not like you didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on. Buffy goes to look for Angel at his apartment. Um, so Angel just leaves his door unlocked. I mean, I know you're not scared of like being attacked or being in danger or something like that, but you have like some really nice expensive stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't want your shit stolen. Right. Like I'm not worried about him like getting stabbed in the middle of the night, but like some really expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah, you could sell that artwork. Of course, then we see that he is home. So I guess he's not he's also not concerned about like Or who knows, it may have been locked if if he isn't home, that's a good point. Yeah, um, that's right. That's what I mean. Is that like maybe maybe it wasn't? It would have been locked if he if he wasn't home. But woof, this whole scene. This scene is so brutal, just brutal. vicious. Yeah, it's just I don't even know what to say. I mean, and it, what is even? I don't like pick your line, and they're all like I started typing out them, and then it just got to the. These are all devastating. They're all yeah. Awful. I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised that at no point Buffy doesn't say something about like what is going on with you or like this isn't you, but I guess I think maybe it's she just had her first time, so she's yeah, she's, she's more she's more inclined to think that it's something and, that she did than thinking of the presence of, you know, kind of having that self-awareness of like, why are you saying these things? This isn't you. So I, she's predisposed to be having, because he's just confirming all of the like bad self-talk that she already had going on. Yeah, he um, brought it up. This was one quote I wrote down. Um, he said, yeah, like I really wanted to stick around uh, after that. Oh my God. I stake you in the heart right there, dude. And he knows exactly what he's saying. Oh yeah, he knows. He knows. He's he's preying yeah, on vicious. every insecurity. He knows that she's having. Yeah, it's all so awful, and Buffy breaks down. Understandably, understand. I mean, I, the fortitude that you would have to have would be Herculean, as as strong as Buffy is. No, nobody's that strong. Well, I sure makes it satisfying when she kicks him in the balls later on. Fuck yes. And once she know, and also I'm glad they don't leave us hanging for very long. It's only like a scene or two later where she finds out what happened. And then she, she knows why he said all that stuff. Right. Um, she's like, oh, thank God. Because just, well, because it doesn't, it just doesn't even, none of it makes sense. None of it. He has never talked to you that the same way that like Drew and Spike, who were in total like calm presence of mind, should have immediately known it was Angelus. Like, just the way he's talking, the the look on his face, buff, that's not him. Ugh. Yeah. It's like yeah. when there's some kind of like fake imposter kind of thing in a movie and you're just like the, 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 the. <sighs> it's 
so upsetting. We want to reach out and warn you and protect you. Yeah, and and just like poke him in the eye or something. I don't know. He's just being so awful. And I can't even, and this is another thing of where like, thank goodness Buffy doesn't, they didn't write Buffy uh, the show in a way that is like actually how you would deal with all this like trauma and stuff because like, oh my God, the like sexual hangups she would have after this being her first time. Mm. She would have some ridiculous trust issues. Yeah, there's a lot of trauma to work through. Yeah, I would be going right back to the library after that. No, I'm going home. I'm crying myself to sleep. Good night. Right. It would be that like, you know, you back up to a wall and you slink down to the floor. Like, I like it happens later at the school. Yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah, static. I wouldn't even know how to form words. So in this next scene, Anya is talking with her creepy uncle. Yana. Yana. I said, I said, why did I write Anya? I think I tried to write Yana. Jenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thank you for correcting me. Yes. And her uncle says, we control nothing. We are not wizards, Yana. Which, taken um, out of context, is just, like, really funny. Yeah. Like, what do you think? We are wizards? <laughs> oh, we control the world. There's at least one witch among you. It's so true. That's true. That's true. Things. Yeah, maybe you're not a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he says, um, a lot of like stupid shit, but basically, um, Jenny is like, this is, this is crazy. People are going to die. Mm -hmm. And, and he says, yes, it is not justice. We serve. It is vengeance. Dude. Which is just dumb. That is so, yeah. That's like, like like he's saying, yeah. And like, like not, not only is it wrong but that's also like if you're just thinking cynically trying to be like self-serving for him it is better for everybody if angel is either dead or with the soul so to just be like oh yep he's gonna die or people are like he's gonna kill people yeah people are gonna what yeah because he doesn't even say like a plan like oh well we have to restore his soul or well we have to go kill him immediately like no he's just like well, now the vengeance is ruined because he has he doesn't have a soul anymore, which means he's not suffering. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, your plan got fucked up. What are you going to do now? You're just, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I admit that, like, things are more complicated than I thought. And like, what? God. And, and he didn't fill her in on all the particulars of the curse? Right. Yeah, yeah, there's information here that Jenny was missing that would have been very helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think people should always have a why. I mean, I think, like, they say that's what's one of the, like, new parenting things of, like, don't just tell your, your kids to to clean their room. Like, tell them why they should clean their room. Um, because that's, like, a decent human being thing to tell people, like, not just, like, I'm ordering you to do this and you have to do it because I said you. Like, so I just think that, like, she would be able to better serve her clan if she had all the information. Then he, then she would have immediately nipped it in the bud that he was getting into a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like, not just, like, okay, casually, like, I'm going to keep an eye on them. Like, she didn't know what she was even looking for. Right. How would she, how would she have known? Well, she's, she walks out. She's clearly hashtag over it. And as she walks out, the expression on the uncle's face, it's not, it's not, like, resigned. It's not, he looks confused to me. 
So I don't know if he believes the things he's saying or if he like is just stupid or what the, but I wholeheartedly endorse Jenny being like, this is ridiculous. And of course, in in her innerly, you know, she said, people are going to die. Awkward side glance. Um, Willow, I'm happy and when so, he dies. I don't mourn his death. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not too upset about it. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take long for for her to be proven right. Um, so we're back at the school. Willow's back. Apparently, she she went home. I do really appreciate her establishment of boundaries. Like, she doesn't just try to sweep things under the rug for the sake of like moving on with like what's more important. I. Yes, she says some things that she probably shouldn't have said, but I do love that she says like we're not okay. But this is but things are more important right now. And I really like that because a lot of people will just like okay, well then I'll just like pretend that I'm okay. It's like no. It is totally totally okay to not be okay and to voice that. Just like I'm going to be around you, but I'm don't don't take this as me forgiving you. I would just wonder what Xander needs forgiveness for i don't think he did anything wrong but we've talked that we talked that out uh so but then xander because they they say like oh yeah no army and then that turns the light bulb on and he says whoa whoa i think i'm having a thought (laughs) (laughs) he had a brain blast good for you xander yeah i like that um so the power cuts out and angel standing there Um, he kind of tries to lure Willow in. He says, Xander, go get everybody. Again, sounding you. super weird. Yeah. yeah His tone, yeah. I want to show you something. Never, never. You got, listeners, you got to flash her or something? What listeners are you never trust an adult who tells you they have they want to show you something out of completely with no context at all. And standing in the shadows. And standing and in the shadows, that doesn't help. The power has just cut out. Right, because yeah. he didn't say... Oh my gosh, I found something. Come look. Or like or something like that. He says, I want to show you something. Really? Why wouldn't you just walk to me and and show it to me? Why right. would you yeah, take why a few this... steps forward here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Clearly doing something untoward. And Jenny says to get away from him and and he at some point during this scuffle grabs Willow. Um, he says he has a message for Buffy, and then we hear Buffy say, then why don't you give it to me yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yep, she clearly knows now what's going on. And rather than, uh, you know, move up his timeline for killing her, he he runs off. Um, it's just oof. More, more oof for Buffy. And there's interesting symbolism here. Angel's Clauda is turned around <gasps> as if he is single. I can't believe I didn't notice. I always look at that. I think I think I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I saw the heart facing pa- the other way out. Yeah, yeah. The point facing not towards him. Correct. It's yeah. out, right? Yeah. 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 He's broken up with her at this point and made it Clauda a fish. Wow. Can't Vicious. I didn't pick up on that. Damn. He didn't even have a conversation with her about it either, dickhead. <laughs> no. Didn't he though? <laughs> what about that conversation they had in his apartment said anything other than we're Indicated not together? Indicated that they anymore. were going to be together. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it was uh, not a breakup in literal words, but effectively. So he he goes off. Buffy sinks to the ground, as almost comatose. Uh, not, comatose isn't the right word. Um, uh, 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 Little catatonic. Yeah, there it is, catatonic. Um, and Sander comes and says, "Buffy, are you okay?" Read the room, dude. In what in what realm of possibilities do you think she's gonna go? Uh, yeah, yeah, did yeah, you expect I'm her to say yes? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or or I guess she could say no and you guys could talk about that, but like I think it's pretty fair to say she is not even close to okay. Xander and Giles both in this episode say some stupid shit. Initially with with Giles. Initially. Yeah. Giles gets better. Yeah. He, and he by tur- the end, Giles, he's, Giles turns he's around pretty pretty quick. Yeah. Um, well, even even in this next scene, so they're in the library, they establish that Angel's evil again. Buffy's yeah. like super depressed. Right. Jenny, there's kind of this moment where Willow's like, How did you know, Jenny, that Angel was evil? Yeah. And um Giles says, Um, I, I wonder what did it. Buffy, you have to know you were with him. What when did he change? And that's when I think Buffy runs I out. I think it's a little I think with at least with Giles, it was a little um took him some time for it to sink in, like just how serious this is and like how personal it is. Um because yeah, he does he does poke a little a little harshly, which us having all of the information, we know why it's so upsetting. Um, but to him, he's in the dark, like, you know, he thinks that she's in the dark just as much as as everybody else is thinking that like well this came out of nowhere didn't you notice anything so i think it was because basically as soon as he knows the whole situation he is very gentle and he is very understanding yeah it's just when she runs out in tears and she he calls after her and then willow goes shut up right yeah because yeah i think i think it takes some time for him to to realize there's more going on than he knows or has been told um because yeah sometimes we just think we just we just speak out of like what seems logical, or at least I do, uh, as a very logic-minded person. Sometimes I forget. what you me no. So sometimes I just like say right out of like what I think is logical, and then other people are like um, humans, emotions, feelings, complications, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. You're you're right about that one. Yeah, because he does try to say like, well, regardless, like, he tries to like keep her like. Yeah, I get your. He tries to say something like, "I get you're upset, but we still can't stop." And that's when Buffy's like, "Yeah," or Willow's like, "Yeah, shut up." And he even says something about like, you know, I, I either says I couldn't imagine, or I wish I could imagine what she's going through. And Willow says, "You really can't." Hmm. Willow knows what's up. She does. She doesn't even. She doesn't have to know everything to to know what's up. Um. So Xander has a bit of a bit of levity because he has a plan. And we're like, yay, plans. We love plans. Um, and he tells Cordelia, you can't tell her because tell her what they're doing because then she'll say no. But he says, we're something trashy. Er. <laughs> Sir, how dare you? Yeah, didn't you just hook up with her behind the stacks? Not just that, but like <laughs> insult her character, insult her sensitivity. Don't you ever insult her fashion sense and we do not slut shame here at tabula rasa bitches also that i don't think i i don't think he well i guess he was sort of skanky shaming her yeah he called her trashy 
that's total slut shaming. Yeah. yeah. You can be trashy and not be a slut. Feels there's like a, a lot, distinction a... without a difference to me, but either way. Either either way, Xander Cordelia Harris, consistently looks incredible. Exactly. So don't you dare insult our queen. And she treads that line of sexy and classy in a way that few people do. So sit down, take several seats. So I think they're at the factory. Yes. The so Drew, Spike, and Angel are super stoked about how broken Buffy is. And Spike's like, You didn't kill her. Will you still do that? Why didn't you do that? Yep. And Spike literally has every reason to worry about Angel's plan. As someone who yeah. has thought that he had it all covered on several occasions, thinking, Psh, I know how to kill slayers. I've done it before. I've got this handled. As a, again, being the smart, self-aware vampire that Spike is, he's like, this is not an easy task. And you, and you just seem unbothered. Um, it kind of speaks, though, to like, in some ways, it also shows just how much Spike has underestimated Buffy. Because you aren't going to be able to just kill Buffy. Like, she's too... And Angel recognizes that, yeah. too. Like, you, Buffy is so fucking good at what she does that if you are going to bring her down, you have to do it from, like, the inside out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, are we back at Buffy's house? So Buffy walks into her room. And now we see the angel cross. We haven't yeah. seen it in ages, but clearly she still has it. It's been a long time, and we see a real breakdown. Oh, yeah. When I was doing research, apparently there's some there was some trivia out there that said it took Sarah Michelle Gellar like 25 minutes to compose herself after this really heartbreaking breakdown right. that she has here. Yeah, there's to to have as natural a reaction as that. There's a lot of preparation to get yourself there. So it's a really, really hard switch just to turn off. I don't know how I would... I can think about very upsetting things, and I don't know if I can get myself to break down like that if I tried to. Like, that just speaks yeah. to actors. It's a skill. You, people like you. It's a, it's a skill for sure. Um, it also takes a lot of, again, self-awareness. Um, I have a playlist, because it's also like different things work for different people. Me, my tear ducts are directly linked to music. So I actually have a list on my Spotify that says, hey, let's cry. And it's songs that I know make me cry. Does it work over time? Because the other thing, like once I, I think to, about something I sad, I once shift. I move on. I, ha I can't use the same song too regularly because I don't get desensitized. Yeah. Um, and so I go through certain phases where certain songs work better than others. And then sometimes it's also there's some imagery. Like I think about the, the last time I had to cry on camera um, or I had to get like really choked up on camera. Uh, I told a story about my grandfather when he passed away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just like and talking through that story got me there. It wasn't like I was just like sitting in my head thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, waiting for myself to choke up. Like it was actually like. Like actually taking the time to talk through it is what what put me in that space. Um, and then I did have like the rest of the evening, I did have to like baby myself a little bit 
and yeah and, yeah once you, know, you go to that spot yeah put you put on do some have cozy, to... put on some cozy pjs and yeah do some self-care put on some, some something silly like game grumps or whatever uh because yeah it's it's a process for sure Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And I said, I, I had the note when she's having her breakdown. She said, I know it's sad that Buffy is sad. Um, it's awful. But I also, I see that she's wearing a lot of rings. And that just affirms for me that cool people wear a lot of rings. Buffy is very cool. And you're very cool, too. Thank so... you. Well, because I wear a bunch of rings. That's why I'm cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what I had to do to become a cool. Okay, I'll wear some more rings. I didn't know either. And then I saw Allison. No, Nick, you're already very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Really appreciate that. You don't have to wear a bunch of rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all inside me already. Okay. You're cool as fuck on the inside. <laughs> um. So Buffy dreams about the sex again, and I after... love how they shot this. I really liked how they how they shot that because I do think it was kind of important to. Sh- I I like when they don't skip over it, or I like that they didn't show it in the moment but showed it next the you know the love scene but i liked that it was all you know you see a corner or you see a hand and it's like that light because i thought that was really appropriate for this kind of show Mm -hmm. like an actual i mean not like porn but like an actual like simulated sex scene would have been like way over the top and not appropriate for this show but i like that they showed it in its own way yeah, it was classy. Exactly, exactly. But but still, like, very effective to the two realities that Buffy's holding in her right now of this, like, this amazing connected time that they had and then to, every, you know, this onslaught of shit that she's had to deal with. So it's like, it's she's trying to exist with both of those memories in her head right now. Yeah, kind of reconcile them. Hence the breakdown. The as part of this dream sequence, she also I think has some Slayer magic happening because she in the dream pretty much figures out that there's more about Jenny here. She like she somehow linked up with all of this. Yep, and she takes no time in going to get that information. Like the proactive Slayer we know and love. First thing the next day at school, she storms into Jenny's class throws her down onto the desk and Giles, well, Giles like, you know, takes care of everything, you know, like everybody get out, like class is dismissed. And he's like, Buffy, Buffy. And Jenny knows, knows the jig is up. So she doesn't even she's try. Like, I deserve that. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. She's like, I'm not even going to try to fight that. Like I didn't know exactly what would happen, but I knew more than I said. I'm sorry. I should have told you, or I would have told you if I had known what to tell you. Yeah, she really takes accountability. Yeah, um, we love to see it. Yeah. So this is when Giles realizes that the curse got broken somehow. It was broken by pure happiness. Oh, I know what this is. So, And I loved, I, I really liked his reaction. Because he was surprised. But he, it, it wasn't like he was he was disappointed or or any of those like negative things. And he doesn't like... I don't know. I liked the, like, just, he said, oh, and he, like, turned away and took a moment. I kind of took it as him, like, taking in the gravity, and that's why it's hitting her so hard, and mm-hmm. all of that. I re- I really liked it. It was kind of a, this makes more sense now. Right, right. Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Um, so Buffy says to curse him again, and Jenny says it can't be done. Girl, at least try. Did you check some books? Talk to some elders. Right. right. You didn't have all the information before. Are you sure you have all Are the information sure? now? It's not really? Right. Are you sure? Yeah. We're, we're, like, pinky promise. Double check. Have you ever thought yeah. you couldn't find something and then you found it? I, you know, there's the number of times Girl, I thought I uh, lost something and then I like it shows up under something and I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I looked for it. Like, uh, yeah. I hate I hate that about some people, especially prof like, nope. especially professionals when they're like, I don't know the answer. Well, go look for it. <laughs> Consult a book up here. Yes. Come on. Just throws up her hands. Especially as if she's for someone yeah. who is who is connected on the Internet. Yeah. Drop a, I didn't drop think a about post that. on That's a couple true. message boards. <laughs> Just fucking try. Well, luckily there is some vengeance that gets taken on a dude who very much deserves <laughs> it in this next scene. Yeah. Yeah, her uncle's dead. Very dead, yeah. So Giles, Jenny, Buffy go into the hotel room. He's very dead. Angel has left Buffy a message in his blood. Yep. And it doesn't really hurt Buffy now. Now she's just pissed. Did you skip the scene at the uh, army base? I'm glad you brought that up because there is an error here where it goes talking about the they they like it's like spliced together incorrectly. Like they they it, it, Xander says meet me at Willow's in an hour and then it's the next day and then it goes, and then the next scene, it's night again. And it's like, they didn't, there's, that was another piece of trivia I found that, yeah, unless I'm watching it on Plex, maybe on the way, maybe there was some editing magic that happened with however you're watching it. I don't but. know, because at least, because yeah, it's night again, according and to my it's note, like, they've just picked up. Yeah. Or maybe I saw it as, oh, that is confusing. Well, I'm gonna say my notes on the army base. Yeah, I love that. That's they, my next. So you're. I good. love that they brought back some after um, some after effects from Halloween. Thought that was great. That was a really intense experience. I'm glad it didn't just like all poof away. Oh yeah, yeah. So Xander is talking to the soldier and he's saying, you know, he's like, "Fine, you have 20 minutes." He's like, "I just need five. Uh, <laughs> forget I said that last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that is that great he also says seeing the big guns gets them all hot and bothered and i'm glad that cordelia circles back to that because i was like are i guess there i guess there are i mean in our society right. today we know that there are some people who do have this like There's weird something for everybody primal satisfaction with guns or something yeah. but i don't I mean, think of a, them as particularly erotic there's a lot of fetishes i don't get but I suppose if you are a soldier, you would be a lot more familiar with people with that specific That's true. interest. So it would That's a good point. They yeah. would probably seek you out. Yeah. If anybody's familiar with that that kink, it would be it would be fellow soldiers. Um, I like that yeah, so I like that she circles back and she's like, uh, does that turn some girls on? I mean he's like, mm. She's like, does it turn you on? He says, I'm 17. Looking at linoleum makes me want to have sex. <laughs> All right. Some self-awareness. Like it. <laughs> and then we have this super cute 
so cute scene of Willow it's and so darling. Oz in the car. Yeah. And Oz is like, so is this like a typical evening for you? And Willow says, well, we don't have cable, so we have to make our own fun. This was another one of those scenes where I wanted to write whole every single whole transcript. line. Oh, it was yeah. so hard not to. But I and yeah. Willow says, do you want to make out with me? And they have this whole conversation and Oz handles it beautifully, uh, I think. In like a way that is such a compliment, but also totally giving space to what he's, he can tell that she's going through something and just like so deftly like and very cool and not judgy. Like, I'll wait. I'm definitely, I'm not saying I'm not into you. Like, ugh. And I just, wrote, of course I wrote down, freeze frame, Willow kissage. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Oz. Ah. and it clearly means so much to we Oz her gets face. out of the car and willow just sits there for a second her it's face. so nice she deserves this she does and just like it's almost i feel like she it's touches her in a way a way that's like means so much more than if he had been like okay yeah and like had kissed i mean oh and especially the that like juxtaposed with how she was i I still will. I'm not going to go back. We don't have to rehash she was it. Harsh. But I will recognize how she, how hurt she was. Yes. Like this is such a nice arc where it's now this guy who like says like, "Yes, I want you." Now isn't the right time. Yep. But I'm here. I'm waiting. Yep. And it will like ah. Yeah. I love this for Willow. Well, and like you said, it's it's everything she deserves. Someone who is super a super into you. B, totally upfront about it. C, specifically likes you for all of the weird, quirky things that make you you. Mm. And D, is willing to drive the getaway car stealing shit from an army base. And E is super cute himself. E, oh God, see, Seth Green is so fucking cute. He is. Yeah, he's cutie. I don't know if I, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I was always like a big fan of Oz, but I don't know. I'm totally appreciating Oz for all this maybe it's the whole like oh my god he's one of the good ones and men are such trash but you're not you're not you're a fine fine specimen and just oh love it lovely 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 I'm looking now at my notes so you were right the scene where they walk in the utterly massacred uncle is after there is the school scene before the timeline is yes, so messed up I do I do I agree the over the scene is where I skipped over the scene where we see Angel come in and kill the guy. My bad. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that Angel used the correct form of two. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be evil, do it right. True. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love you, Allie. <laughs> so they're back at the library, right? Yeah. Yes. Xander has brought Buffy. The judge says he's ready. That's it. Yes. And then, yeah, we're yeah. back at the library. Yeah. So Xander has brought Buffy a lovely birthday present. What every girl needs. Just the best uh, birthday present. Best birthday present. Um, and Jenny's like, hey, so is there something I can do? And Buffy says, leave. And she's like, well, I just want to help. And then Giles super snaps back. Mm -hmm. And tells her, she said, she said you should leave. I get. I think they were harsh on her. I think. I think Giles was harsh on her. Yeah, you're right. I get Buffy being mad, um, especially since she's already blaming herself. Mm -hmm. Also, she's 16. So if she reacts more harsh than the adult, 
totally fine. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. she's not the one who's like in a relationship with Jenny. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, I just feel yeah. Like- given everything that Buffy has gone through, and granted, like granted, Jenny didn't know all of the details, but she's still withheld some stuff, and now something is really bad happened. Right. True. I think Buffy's totally justified in being super pissed. Yeah, maybe Giles was the one who was a little harsh. I thought, yeah, I thought he was harsh. Um, I mean, I get being upset, but like, she, it's not like she didn't did anything to hurt Buffy or sabotage her or or anything like that. I mean, yes, if she if she had played a uh, bigger role in like separating the two of them, that would have been emotionally damaging but it's not like she like sabotaged a fight and got buffy hurt right you know i yeah and i guess it's i guess he could be the whole like you know you were deceiving me or you could have told me like i'm the one in relationship with you but like it's like a nice moment for buffy and giles and it's like another way that giles is telling buffy that he's on her side but i just i i feel for jenny here yeah uh related to this scene but unrelated to this point i hate everything about the hawaiian shirt that xander is wearing (laughs) i cannot say anything nice about it i can't i can't contradict you because i think i was i think i was too focused on the badass scene coming up soon to take much notice good so good yeah we can go to that badass well because we have an intro intro scene alert with the yeah. team rolling out down the hallway with Giles and Xander carrying, we don't know what's in the box, but some kind of weapon in this big-ass box, and them all looking badass and serious walking out, and Oz is with them. Oz rolling with the Scooby gangs officially for the first time. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I was too excited for that stuff. to be like, yeah, 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 he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that, that scene, that intro alert scene definitely gave me goosebumps. Yeah. So um, we see the judge walk in, he burns one dude, um, and he starts to try to burn like a shit ton of people. And then that's when Buffy shoots him with a crossbow. And she, I think she's something like, I think I got his attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is clearly part of the plan because, you know, she knows they're not going to assign it. And he's like, oh, no weapon forged can hurt me. And she says, that was then. This is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it's so good. A fucking bazooka. <laughs> oh, she's so cool. Also, she doesn't even flinch at the backfire on that thing. That's how fucking strong she is. I think it's so great, too. There's this little part where Angel and Drusilla, are, they see it, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to yeah, go. Yeah, that part's so awesome. They, and, and the judge is just like, what? is that yep yep oh so good and then uh giles says something about like yeah so buffy buffy go blah 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 and everybody help pick up pieces and Cordelia says pieces pick up the pieces our job sucks (laughs) it does too especially when we know that those arms still work and we'll try to kill you that's true because it's not there some of them are bigger pieces than we thought yeah <laughs> another great oz moment <laughs> oh it is really good um so buffy runs after angel there are um there 
so we see some movie posters and I, I paused, you know, I did to check out what movie it was, but I didn't have to pause it because in the next scene, it's just like poster, 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 but it's quest for Camelot. It's all quest for Camelot. I'm sure I, I noticed loved, that in previous times, but oh gosh, I love that movie. Great movie. It's oh, so good. I yeah. still have, it was in like a Burger King kids meal. It was like this whole set of quest for Camelot things. It's almost looks like, it almost looks like a um passport holder. It's just like little thing and it had like a map of the, of Camelot and I think I still have oh, it somewhere cuz I'm a cuz I'm a pack rat. But yeah, I fucking love that movie and Carrie Elwes voices him, which is just like ah. Anyway, great movie. If you have not watched folks, if you have not watched Quest for Camelot, go do that. So many good songs. Great. Great songs. Great, great movie. Great time. Funny thing that I noticed, uh, you can tell how much product is in Angel's hair because even though the rain is falling, well, it's not it's not rain. It's from the uh, fire extinguishers. His hair is still like sticking up. That is that has not moved. <laughs> it has not moved. Like you can tell on the sides and stuff, but you can still tell that front part that he's clearly gelled up is still like up and withstanding yeah. the rain it gets that like sheen to yep. it when it's wet but it's just yeah yeah that's some crusty hair there yeah that's a yeah yeah <laughs> great fight though I, yeah yeah really good fight and and like and like angel's getting his jabs in he's still kind of being vicious and then and then at some point it takes a turn and and then she's just Buffy pissed. Starts like she's wailing on him wailing it is so it is so good. I so so, I think this is the first time we've seen them actually fight. Yes, hundred percent. And it's yeah, it's so satisfying no, we've, when we've she def- just kicks his ass. Well, yeah, I mean, other other than her kicking him in the back, the first episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they've not, they have not fought before, so this is pretty cool. Uh no lies. I mean, the one where she ends up shooting Darla, but that's more oh, right. that's more avoidance than yeah. Like it's maybe a few. Sh- I forgot about that. Maybe you're a right. few blows, and then one of them, like he, like jumps up to the catwalk or whatever. Anyway, yeah. Well, surely a very epic confrontation for sure. And then, oh, the symbology of that crotch kick. Yeah, yeah. So, so she says, or he says, "You can't do it. You can't kill me." And then, what does she say? Give me time. Give her time. And I will cut out that pause so it seems like I didn't hesitate and forget the line. Oh, no, you didn't get it. You got it. (laughs) I'm thrilled that she needed more time, but just knowing what happens for the rest of the season and no spoilies, but it like really would have been great here, Love Bug, if you could have just gone for it. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's because it's kind of like that whole like eventually Batman not killing the Joker is irresponsible and not him holding up principles. It's actually him just like letting more people get killed. But I think at this point, she's not quite reached that point with him. I mean, she said she was going to kill him. But I mean, come on. Do we really think she was going to? I think everybody gives her a little bit of grace here. For sure. I do. I actually want to backtrack because I didn't put it in my notes, but I think it's something that we should talk about. So 
clearly there is some metaphorical stuff about the changes sometimes that guys go through after they quote unquote get what they want. I, because I, I even feel like that's been included in some of the like DVD bonus features and stuff like that with people oh, yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. I, I don't think that's fair for this episode because I feel like that comes like season four, certain guy named Parker. Like that's a perfect example of that. But like, Me. I don't know. And I, maybe it's like I know too much about the situation. I, don't, I just don't see this counts because it's like, he didn't decide to do this. This is something that happened to him. He got his soul taken away. That's not his fault. I feel like... He wasn't manipulating her all of these months and, like, telling her he loved her just to get in her pants. Yeah. But I I think, like, to Buffy, like, I... So if I'm, if I'm like, putting myself back in the early stages of dating somebody like that is the worst fear Mm -hmm. where you like wake up after we're the next day or whatever and they're not interested in you anymore and like we know more of what's happening underneath but like from Buffy's perspective this is like literally the worst scenario that could yeah I mean there's definitely I mean clear symbology metaphor of you know he turns into a literal monster afterwards yeah. there's a rabbit hole to go down here about the abusive man who wrote this series but i don't feel like i've reflected or have enough nuanced things to say about it other than to realize like this is interesting yeah yeah i don't quite have i also don't quite have enough details on uh the specifics of his abuse the abuse that he, the abuse like that, the... he that he doled out um just the like misogyny that Angelus then input the like viciousness, like mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, very very strange for uh, this kind of self aware content to come out of someone who was just so shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote this, and you wrote Angel being evil and like weapon, like being like misogynistic. Like wep- like you wrote yeah, the weapon- guy weaponizing who- the sexuality and yeah, and then you d- mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah. I mean, that's what got his wife to speak out, uh, his his ex wife, um, eventually because he kept being lauded as this huge feminist, and she just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, she's like she he's not no, a feminist, he's not. or he's a selective feminist, which is like worse, right. <laughs> Yeah, being able to oops, say the lines right. or being able to play right. the part, yeah, it does somehow, yeah, yeah, it does make it worse. Pretty sure that makes you a sociopath, psychopath. How yeah, forget if the you difference. are, there's like an intentionality there. Yeah. There's like you are aware. You're not. You're not just a bad guy. Right. You're Like you're, you're you're evil. Right. You're fully aware of what is the right thing to say, but you're still gonna choose to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. trash you're garbage but you know who's not garbage i'm glad you circled back to this point thank you for doing that thank you yeah who isn't garbage who isn't garbage is rupert giles oh, yeah. this lovely lovely scene in the car i even put three heart emojis um i wrote down this quote from giles if it's guilt you're looking for buffy i'm not your man all you will get from me is my support and my respect 
that's what I wrote down to. Yeah. Just, yeah, just fully enforcing what I had said earlier about just like even the one syllable that he reacted to finding out about Buffy having sex. Just so understanding and so gentle because he even does say, he says, you know, he admits like, did you act brashly? Yes. I also know that you really loved him and he loved you. That was obvious. So just saying like, yeah, like, was it the smartest thing to do? But just totally understanding and not shaming her in any way. Not and not not demoralizing or talking down to her or any of these things. Just oh, so beautiful. Yeah, just solid 10 out of 10 work here. 20 out of 10 Rupert Giles. This was another one of those scenes where I just wanted to write down everything yeah. because he just, it, yeah, just a master class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when and when he said that last line, um, all you will get from me is my support and my respect. Buffy teared up and it made me tear up too. Absolutely. It was so, oh, it was such a nice, yeah. oh, this episode is so good. Yeah, and for all the shit that's going down in her life and for a lot of the things that she probably feels alone in or feel like she has to do herself, to, just to hear these words. Because um, I, I will say, I'll say in a minute that I, I think Buffy maybe could have said a little more to her mom. Um, obviously not give like the real specific details, but like, Say something about like a breakup or something like that. But to hear all of this from someone who knows the entire situation mm-hmm. um, and and from an adult. So it's not just it's not Willow just, you know, being a good girlfriend. It's an adult, an authority figure, your father figure saying like you didn't do anything wrong and I'm here for you. Whoa. Oh, my God. It's like it's like yeah, parental was, porn. It was like completely. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. That is honestly probably a really healing thing for some people to watch to see like an authority figure act. It was exactly what she needed to hear yeah. from exactly who she needed to hear it from. Yeah. Yeah. This is so nice. And then she goes and has her her quiet little birth- birthday thing with mom. They're watching some old movies. They're in comfy PJs. I Like I said, I, I do wish Buffy said a little something about so there, there was this guy I was seeing. Turns out he's an asshole. Uh, totally blindsided me. I get she doesn't feel yeah. Like, maybe give Joyce a little bit of a chance like a, here. To... A little bit of something. Yeah. I mean, clearly, cl- clearly, Joyce understands that something is going on. Because I mean, maybe or maybe she's just really glad that Buffy's spending time with her and wants to actually like be held by her and stuff like that. But it's. Yeah, the way she like she strokes her hair at the end rubbies. is really nice. Yeah. I really like she's having this, mom head rubbies because that's what you need. This exchange they have, uh, she says, what did you do for your birthday? Did you have fun? And Buffy says, I got older. And she says, you look the same to me. Mm-hmm. And that's really that calling back to uh, earlier in the scene. I forget what exactly the lines were, but like me and you were kind of left feeling like uh, when we're talking about like virginity and stuff. Right. I don't know that doesn't feel like the fact that they closed the loop here and mm-hmm. said like you look, you look the same. I don't know you look the same to me I yeah. a nice way to like send we we've talked before about like when in the last episode when Willow and Buffy were talking about how oh I might do it and it was a really mature and progressive way for a show to handle it mm-hmm. back then I think this is the same kind of thing this is a really mature and progressive way to 
put a bow on this really hard episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Because actually, in the context, that's a really good thing to bring up, just like the the mature way that it's dealing with this and very progressive, because in no way is Buffy ever shamed Mm -mm. for losing her virginity. Mm-mm. No one, I mean, no one but Buffy puts it on her. Well, and and jealous, but blah, blah, blah. So it's like really nicely acknowledging all the complexities of sex, but not not saying that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is just the truth of it all. Is that mm-hmm. it's never as simple as you think it's going to be. It never goes the way you think it's going to go. Um, so just like acknowledging that and like arming people with that information i thought this was a really lovely lovely uh handle of it and it really does kind of when you were talking about the the bow on it but she she hasn't changed and you know her mom saying earlier like oh just something seems different about you um kind of that difference it brings up the i'm gonna little i'm gonna give a little script analysis analysis of this innocence is the title of the episode so it's like she you're blowing my mind losing her quote-unquote innocence by losing her virginity but we come to at the end she is innocent of any fault for the situation oh interesting Giles says she acted brashly i don't think anything of her sleeping with angel is brash I think I think that I thought about that too. Yeah, it has been coming like, on for quite some time. You're very you're like long term boyfriend right. at this point. And yeah. she can be pretty confident he's not sleeping around, so he probably doesn't have any diseases. And she knows that he can't father a child. I took that to be like my parents would never have endorsed me having sex as a teenager. Sure. Yeah. Even if they were yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I, no. I did. I was. But it I is like, what do you think that. about like, it? She didn't really act uh, rashly at really, all. It really wasn't. Uh, she had yeah. very much <laughs> thought about this and had yeah. made a decision that she would. Um, it was just the exact moment was a spur of the moment kind of thing. But, if anything, Angel acted brashly. Yes. He was the older person. So. Yeah. And knew that he was cursed. And knew, I yeah. don't know if he knew. No. Yeah. I he knew that. No. Because I don't. The curse said if he was. It, he knew that should he come to a moment of, of happiness, he would lose his soul again. I think it comes up at some point that he knows. He knows that. I don't think the rep. I don't. It, so he knew something that other people didn't. Because I don't think the others knew that a moment of happiness would get rid of it. Did Correct. they know that? Correct. They did not know that part of the curse. So he yeah, did, so but yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody, no, I'm, acted I'm agreeing here. with you. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. also saying that I don't know if he knew how that moment of happiness would manifest. Having sex would do it, right? Yeah, like could he have mm-hmm. been on just like a really nice beach and just like had mm-hmm. a moment? I don't know. Um, like I, yeah, like I don't I don't think anybody could have predicted what would be his pure moment of happiness. Once you hear it, you're like, that tracks. Sounds about right. But I don't think, like, thinking beforehand, I don't think anybody would have get would have necessarily guessed. Um, I really like your script analysis. Okay, so it's called innocence. There was a question about maybe she lost her innocence, but it turns out she really didn't. Oh, or like so. she didn't lose. Not from that. Like, yeah, I don't know. She probably lost her innocence when she became a slayer, got killed. Right. Yeah, but yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Didn't lose anything from this. Allie, that is so insightful. Thank you. I did not. That was not in my notes. I was off the top of my head. How about that? BFA in acting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got a five on both my English AP tests. You sure did. I sure did. I don't get to brag about that often, so I'm sure it seems like a weird flex, but okay. Hey, we're going to, this is a safe space to brag about whatever you want to brag about. You two listeners, you hit us up on Twitter anytime you want to brag about something, anything at all. Oh, we'll yeah, celebrate you. Yeah, well, not anything at all. We're not going to celebrate yeah, I was something. Gonna say, within, anything within reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Tell that. You got I think the funny idea of like a test. serial killer being like, I just hit number 30 of my, my, career and must be like yeah you go yeah girl yeah you did yes more females in a in an <laughs> underrepresented area yes fight the patriarchy that was a tweet that i sometimes i send out tweets that i think are brilliant and they don't get like any attention but one that i thought well, i felt particularly clever i was like yes we need more female representation in more areas like more women in stem more women in authority figures. More women in serial killers. Come on, let's just like more. I I thought it was very funny. Did it go viral? No, <laughs> no, it did not. War crime is what that's right? called. Right, it's just a tragedy. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. This has been a fun one. Thank you so much this for was, joining yeah. everybody uh, today's episode, and we hope you'll join us next time when we discuss season two, episode fifteen, phases. And, and that will be an extra special episode because do, should we say should we say who's joining us? I think we should. We could go. We yeah, can. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Let's Build up the hype. When I, no, you. Do you want to break the news? I think you should. Oh my goodness! We're so excited to be joined for phases with our dear friends, the Buffy Gays. We were on oh their my. bonus episode that dropped a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, they're going to be on one of our episodes. And then I think we're going to be on one of their next episodes for season three. So we're just like lots of lots of cross-pollination with Buffy podcasts. And we had a really good time recording their bonus episode. I am very excited to have them on for one of our episodes. And I'm very excited. If you all, you should all go listen to the bon their bonus episode. But uh, now you get to hear us, hear them in our regular feed. So there you go. Yeah, they're so brilliant. They were they were one of the first people, first first pods that reached out to us when they just wonderful community members in this little Buffy verse yeah. we're all in, no. and definitely go subscribe and listen to them. Yeah. And then you get to hear them next time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And they were and they've been super duper supportive, liking our liking and sharing a lot of our stuff. Um, I was very aware that there were other Buffy rewatch podcasts when we started this show, but we said, whatever, this is our show. Uh, I was not sure what kind of interactions to expect from other Buffy podcasts. So it has been lovely having, having friends do fellow Buffy pod friends. So. Yeah. So thanks yeah, guys. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and if, uh, okay. So you'll hear them next time. If you're just too excited to wait until the next episode to chat with us. Send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. I don't know why I keep spelling it out because it's in the show notes and I spell it out every single time. That's okay. <laughs> you can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at at tabularasabpod. Please leave us a reading and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's hugely helpful. 
we left a rating for the puppy gaze so it really does help folks it's a way to show your friendship show your love for other pods Heck yeah Allie, where can people find you on social media you can find me Allie press on instagram and twitter at daughter pick d-a-u-g-h-t-e-r-p-i-c-k or on tiktok at future black cat and finally if you want to toss a young uh, not so financially stable artists uh, money you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash press a-l-l-i-e-p-r-e-s-s uh or you can go right to venmo ally-press well all of those social media handles are going to be in the description i don't think i have anything else yeah. witty to say ally <laughs> i Love you so much. Love you, my this dear friend. This was such a fun one. This was one. a really Thank fun one. Thank you for one. your brilliance. Uh, yeah, I hope all of you enjoy it. If you don't, whatever, because I had really fun. I don't know <laughs> what was so fun about this episode. I don't know what's going on in my head, but this was a really good time. I this love was you. such a good one. Until next time, everybody, make proud choices. Bye-bye. Make proud choices. Bye. Tabula Rasa, bitches, is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.